0: Welcome to the voice of Dr. Yin, and I'm your host, Dr. Limeng Yin. In this episode, again, our familiar guest, Dr. Hu, who is my co-author of the Yen Reports on the COVID Origin Investigation, has, already, uh, has uh, joined us, and we will talk about the topic related to the very controversial Chinese students and scholars in the United States. And when we talk about this population, first, we want to uh, narrow down the population when we, when we focus on in this episode because we basically want to talk about the people who receive the national scholarship from the Chinese Communist Party government to the United States for study and research. And also, we know there is a large population of the young student who came to US maybe even from the middle school and they, some of them even uh, many of them live in the local Americans home and also uh like the bachelor's study student but they will pay their uh, study and also living cost all by their families basically these two populations have a lot difference and here we mainly focus on the national scholarships supported uh, researchers and students because for Chinese Communist Party, at the beginning back to 1980s, when China and the US built the friendship little by little after Chairman Mao's period, this kind of national uh, scholarship students are controlled by Chinese Communist Party strictly. And uh, among them, many has already been have already been back to China and served for the Chinese Communist Party government. And that uh, some of them you may have already heard in different professional fields because they brought their uh, advanced technology and also the academic, a social network from the United States and also the other countries back to China to help to develop Chinese Communist Party government. And also, in recent 10 years, since Xi Jinping become the chairman and also the president in China, he knows how to use this population very well. And uh, simply, as we have established explained about the uh, uh, United Front Network in the previous episodes, simply you can consider this kind of uh, researcher, scholar population is also the uh, one of the big portion of CCP's overseas United, uh, United Front work. Although not every one of them working for CCP for specific, um, Tasks or missions, but if we um, if we explain these uh, like regulations and also examples and a lot of details to you in this episode, I believe you will have further understanding of this population and also CCP's national scholarship projects how they use this kind of projects to control and manipulate the Chinese students and scholars. And when it's necessary, how would they turn them to be the CCP's agents or force them to work for CCP? And also, uh, because this related not only about the academic infiltration, also related to CCP's propaganda, because this population is so... A big and it's everywhere uh, in United States and also other countries. So Chinese Communist Party can go through this population to amplify their propaganda. Uh, according to Xi Jinping, this is called as tell the good stories about China. So this kind of propaganda um, will create a lot of false, uh, false impression for foreigners to Chinese Communist Party and also help Chinese Communist Party to cover up its cruelty and also um, their cunning uh, cunning characters. And like, for example, in the COVID-19 origin, COVID-19 investigation, so for this kind of topic, Chinese Communist Party can use this population to spread their propaganda, to cover it up to uh, make up the false series, and then to um obstacle the investigation. Uh, even they can finally blame the United States and Americans for their mistake or for their uh, crimes. So in this case, um uh, Doctor Hu, uh, welcome to the Voice of Doctor Yin again. And uh, I start from the China uh, China Scholarship Council which is the so-called non-profitable foundation under the CCP's Ministry of Education, which is in charge of the students and the researchers for their overseas uh, study uh, using the national scholarship. And as I know that you have been stayed in uh, the United States for uh, almost 10 years and you have no out of um, students come to the United States using this way. Could you first explain to our audience that why didn't you choose this way to go to the United States? But you instead, you told me before that you, you intended to choose the way to pay the living cost by yourself uh, when you came to the United States. You, you don't want to uh, uh, be... Uh, you don't want to join them. You don't want to be involved with this population. Could you tell people why?
1: Yeah, so the um, the reason for that is uh, because uh, I noticed that if you want to involve of the getting support of the uh, Chinese Scholarship Council, uh, that the CCP party supported, uh, national government supported the program, you have to experience a series of the uh, political training, and uh, you also have to sign a lot of a treaty with them. Especially one thing is, uh, you have to be back to China serving them for two years. This is uh, um uh written in the contract. If you don't want to do that, you have to pay high amount of the money. Like uh, what they pay you, you you have to pay back in one point five, even two times more. So uh, at that time, I, I have firmly, um, I mean, um, confirmed to myself that I would like to work in the United States and I don't want to uh, break the contract and I don't want to hold by somebody, especially I know that the, by the CCP history, if you hold by them, you actually, they have leverage on you, a lot of leverage on you. They can instruct you to do a lot of things that against your will. Uh, they did that a a, a a lot in their history, and I think the best way is to keep away from them. Even I cannot get benefit from them. I think this is a way. This is the why I, I I refuse to take that uh, benefits from them. Yeah.
0: So yeah. So go back to uh, um, when we see that what happened at that time, you refuse to. John them and now you can uh work in the United States and also you can draw me for the Yen Report study and also like my pro uh, broadcast. Also you didn't uh publicly show your real name, but I believe still uh because you didn't have that history involved in the national scholarship, uh that is a kind of very good um how to say very good uh uh it is an v- advantage for your uh for what you're doing now right so if not i mean i remember we have talked you told me that if not ccp would have more ways to manipulate you and to force you to uh give it up or even turn you back uh turn you to their side and to use you to attack uh what we have done right
1: yeah i believe so first is uh, uh... That kind of scholarship is not only amount of money who support your education. That's not that easy. Actually, that amount of money is along with a lot of the um guarantee. Like the you have the guarantee to them. You have to be back. You have to guarantee to them to uh, take the regular conference. Uh, hold by the um uh, some the uh, uh, government officer of oversea. Like the, uh, they're gonna hold a conference, uh, like every month to talk about the, uh, the, that government officer gonna be tell you what is the current situation. It's a, what is a good story you should tell to the foreigner and the, uh, like the, uh, what kind of person you should uh, pay attention to and uh, what is the new situation happening around you. Like the, there's an official report you have to write wrote. wrote email back to them uh, time to time they're also on official way people have to pay attention to you because they support you they will build up a very close connection to you so you have to uh, uh give them feedback time to time that feedback is not only for the scientific things like the what your uh, boss is interested in and uh, what's the advantage of your mentor i mean this kind of information will help them collect the uh the foreign universities uh, um, their advantage and their tech, tech uh, advanced technology cutting edge the technology what they are studying and what they're trying to achieve what the difficulties they are experiencing so this kind of information is very useful like the if these two countries are in a friendship this kind of information is okay i believe but if in future they will have a conflict, or the, they really want to extract some technology from their target, they can use this kind of information quickly narrow down their area and to find oh this university we can should invest more, get more students into there because they are working really good on this or interested area, for example. And um, recently, I just read on a tweet that the, uh, a university w- uh, is uh, developing a supersonic missile um, and uh, China sh- uh, targeted this university and soon sent out the person and get the collaboration. And uh, that university in back in China is also working on the supersonic. So the now the Congress they really want to figure out what is happening. So how do they know they are working on that? How do they know they got that fund and what is the progress on that, and what professor is in charge of that. This kind of information, if they don't have this kind of the uh, uh, collaboration, it's very hard for them to uh, get this kind of information.
0: Oh, yeah. The, this case you mentioned about... the hypersonic weapon study, I want to clarify to our audience that is based on today, uh, a news released by the Select Committee on the CCP of the Congress. It uh, launched an investigation into the Department of Defense of the United States. And in the statement, it says, to put it plainly, DOD is funding Uh, Advanced hypersonic weapons related research at an American university that actively partners with a Chinese university that performs similar research for the People's Liberation Army. So, clearly, from this statement, we can see to investigate DOD is because DOD is funding these hypersonic weapons and. They do it in a university in the United States. However, at the same time, the same American university has the active partner in the, in, in the Communist China. And the Chinese university is working for the similar things for CCP's military, which we now know we all know that they are targeting United States back. Right? This kind of weapon will be used by Russia, Iran, North Korea, uh, China their partners to target US and US and the allies of the United States. So the question is very clear. How could a Chinese university working for the Chinese military by accident knows what has happened in what is happening in the uh, American university and why could they do the similar things as DOD founded to uh, to be done in the supposed to be done in the United States how could China know the same thing and can repeat it to, and also can develop it at the same times in China So we really need to focus on the academic connections between the American university and the Chinese university through the scholars, through the faculty members, through the students. I mean, when we talk about this, to note, we don't just mention the Chinese uh, citizens or Chinese American uh, faculty members or students, basically faculty members or visitor scholars. We also talk about American, American uh, scholars, professors, and uh, all these kind of related people because China gave the national scholarship through the Chinese scholars and the Chinese students. And some of them later can stay in the United States become the faculty member. Chinese government founded, uh, founded them not for free. Based on the guidance, the regulations uh, now I have now from the China Scholar Council, they have already defined a lot of things to restrict this population. And even later, they change their citizenship, if they stay in the United States, become faculties. These people, if China won, Chinese Communist Party still can hold them, still can control them because of this history using the national scholarship. And also these people will be forced and required by the Chinese government to uh, regularly report to China government what they're doing what their lab mates are doing what their supervisors professor professors in other team in the next office what they are doing and what american government gave uh the, for example the dod funding uh get uh this lab will receive and why do they receive because you are the person uh, member working in this lab even you are not allowed to touch this uh specific project still you can manage to hear, hear something or obtain some information or even you can buy some uh other people other members working for that uh, maybe secret projects in this lab to tell you something and this information are all the intelligence in the academic field which ccp desperately need. And that's why they send massive numbers of the uh, student scholars here. And also they use the national scholarship to connect them tightly with Chinese Communist Party. So to let our audience know it little by little, here I want to read you some regulations from this Chinese government, national, uh, uh, the National Scholarship uh, Council. And this is the guidance for all the uh, students and the scholars who receive this national support to go to the United States. Uh, for example... Uh, in the one of there are two main of the projects. One is called a uh, government selected student and scholar. Another is called the national construction of high level university public graduate projects. It covered uh, these two projects has little difference. However, basic things are the same. So they they will cover mainly uh, from the bachelor's study, there will be some joint educated uh, students, which means they spend part-time in China, uh, another part of time in the United States or the other countries, of course. And then finally, they will get a degree from uh, China and then with this overseas study experience for several months or even over one to two years, they would get Uh, better experience, more uh, more advanced knowledge, and that will help them to pursue the further uh, further graduate study overseas. Also, there are PhD training programs, or joint PhD training means uh, part-time in China, part-time in the United States. And there are postdoc fellow projects, means you have received your post, uh, your doctor degree and PhD degree, and then you are sent to the United States for the further uh, research study. Also, there is visit scholar um, program. Visit scholar basically means you are the person who has already obtained a PhD uh, degree, and you have also had a uh, quite a while uh, of the work experience in China. And at that time, your identity is a uh, professional uh, in some like hospital government or institute and then you want to pursue further uh, research training so you will uh, contact a certain lab certain institute in the United States and you will have basically uh, around six months to two years uh, this short period of uh, research experience in the United States so this kind of Projects, according to their latest regulations, um, or maybe you can call it as bylaws, they all require something, priority, that is political review. And when we talk about political review, basically it means Chinese communist regime need to know whether this person who will go to the other country, will go to the United States for study, whether they are loyal enough to the CCP. And also they will use your, the place like, for example, if you want to apply the uh, this kind of um, project, then when you get offer from the overseas, from the United States labs, before you apply visa to go to U.S. or other country, your supervisors in the universities or your mm, working place, the boss in your working place, they will be responsible to issue a kind of document, specific document to guarantee you are loyal to Chinese Communist Party. And also you are the person, you the person get trained by CCP for long. So, you believe in communism. And now, of course, you have to believe in Xi Jinping thoughts. Altogether, plus the family history review, that is something related to whether your family has a history. I mean, basically, we talk about the three generations, you, your father, and your grandfather, three generations, the whole family, whether there are any uh criminal who is recorded to be unstable for CCP government or who is anti-CCP who has done anything to uh, pose a threat to CCP's nation, uh, security uh, and also who is not loyal to CCP or who even want not help America or other country. So altogether this family review is also very strict. It was recorded from the, your childhood, from your primary school uh, review all in your personal documents. And before you apply this visa, get this scholarship, you uh your supervisors, your university, your workplace will have some specific people to check all this history and to guarantee, okay, we have checked there is not such a record in his family history, and also he has no bad record, he's our people and we can use him. And so you are allowed to apply the visa. So this is basically, you can say, the primary, a primary and initial way for CCP to control anyone who will receive scholarship, um, national scholarship to go to other countries for study. And also, if this document uh, is not accurate enough, and finally, this person was found that had some bad records, anti-CCP or whatever dissident, people who issue the document to him in China also will be punished by CCP. So no one will make mistake in this kind of political things. So we before we have the short break, and uh, we still have around uh, two to three minutes, so Dr. Hu, would you want to... Uh, add additional opinions on this topic about the political reviews. I believe our audience are not that familiar uh, with this topic.
1: Yes. So first, you might interested why the uh, U.S. university needs this scholarship. So the uh, when you get into the graduate school, you have to pay your uh, tuition fee and also your uh, mentor have to pay for well, what a uh, living fee for you, like the stipend. So the uh, this kind of scholarship can support both the, the scholarship, uh, uh, the scholarship can pay both for your tuition and uh, your living fee, I mean, for the stipend. So this actually saves the money for the professor. But you have to understand that if he or she choose the, the student from the uh, like the uh, CCP supported student, they will waste this chance to other students, especially for the uh, U- uh, the US resident or the US the STEM student who would like to take this role. So for the recruit a student uh, within the US, this professor have to pay a large amount of money. But if you recruit student from the uh, CCP government, if the CCP government would like to pay for that, it's free. So that's the reason. They like to get this support. And the, the, another thing for the Chinese student, it is not their fault. They, they, they like to attend this program. The reason for that is uh, joining this program, uh, you can have more opportunities to get into top-tier university in U.S. because, as I said, those professors working this top-tier university want to save money for more research. So they're gonna lower down a little bit their criteria. Uh, so to get in, to get student getting, uh, so the Chinese student, like if you apply by yourself, you might need to, you might need to uh you can only target like the ranking for around 50 something. But if you get support of the CSC, the Chinese scholarship, you can directly target around the top 20. So that's why people would like to join. And that after joining this program, you're going to build a more tighter and tighter association with Chinese Communist Party because they support you, require the feedback, and they're going to give you training. And uh, through this uh, collaboration, the government can, the Chinese government can have an officer set up in the foreign university, especially in the US. They can have a government officer here. So. This kind of the association will give them a lot of the uh, space to uh, training their uh, foreign student and control their foreign student what they can tell and what they want to do. Like if they want to go to a protest to CCP, they will lost the money. If they don't want to join the uh, protest to the like the Taiwan uh, leader, they gonna get punished. Maybe they won't lose their money. So they are forced to do many things. Uh, so I, I, I think this is not a good way to, it's not a sustainable way. Yeah.
0: Yes, yeah, so basically Dr. Hu told us that American, uh, for example, American professors like this kind of Chinese national scholar supported uh, students and also visitors because that can save the American side uh quite a lot of money they don't need to pay the living cost or other uh like the uh, salary because china can sponsor all this part to these students scholars however this is not for free the american side these faculties they don't know they save some money but this they opens a way for china to send the potential agents here to know everything you are doing and once necessary china will manage to steal and even corrupt these professors and then for ccp's benefits okay let's have a rest and we will go back continue this thank you
2: Go to outloudcare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill. No drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol. Which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X L E A R.com. These days, every time you turn on the news, it seems like there's a new threat to your health. Maintaining a strong immune system has never been more critical. Advanced nutrition company, Healthy Cell, created Immune Super Boost to help you strengthen your immunity. Unlike other supplements that don't work, Immune Super Boost is not a pill. It's a gel you swallow with ultra-absorption of science-backed nutrients proven to support immunity, like vitamin C, D3, zinc, elderberry, and echinacea. These physician-formulated gels come in a small gel pack. Tear off the top and shoot it down, or mix it in water. Boost your immunity. Go to HealthyCell.com and use limited time code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first order. Risk-free. Love it or your money back, guaranteed healthycell.com code out loud healthycell.com code out loud
0: hi everyone welcome back to the voice of dr yin in this episode in the last section i've discussed with my guest dr Hu, about the China Scholarship Council and also the projects, the, the two main projects funded by this council, which means funded by CCP government about the uh, uh, overseas study and the research. So basically uh, this scholar uh, and also student who receive the national scholarship will be controlled tightly by CCP government. And this can be shown from their guidance, the bylaws of these projects. For example, in the last episode, we have talked, uh, in the last section, we have talked about that China government requires very strict political reviews before anyone uh, receives a national scholarship. And also, uh, this will connect this uh, review, the... between this person and also the university or the workplace he worked in, he stayed in China. And this kind of connection will guarantee this person can be controlled by multi-levels in China. And also this is related to the punishment. So as I said, China government is very good at create creating fears. The uh, fear makes people more obedient. And uh, even when you need to get a scholarship or something during this process, you always feel the fear around you. Oh, I need to fulfill this requirement. I need to make Chinese government satisfied in that way. Altogether, little by little, finally the person, once they receive the scholarship and during the whole period, even in his life, if China won, if China thinks this person is useful, the person can be turned into a puppet agent, an agent for CCP. So not only about the political review also, for example, according to the final regulations of the National Construction of High-Level University Public Graduate Project. uh, Let me read something from this uh, principle, the regulation. The article 30 from uh, chapter 5 has mentioned that if as a university, you selected certain candidate to join this scholarship, so you have to be responsible for the management of these target people. That's why means even this person, the candidate is... uh, Already approved by this project, still at any moment, the university in China and also the staffs are responsible for this person's month. Yes, for this person's month. That means if you are the university in this project, you select some student or scholars to go to United States or other country for study for research, even you have, uh, have already completed the public review and said, okay, this person's background is clean and he looks uh, loyal to people, uh, to, to the CCP, and we know him, so previously nothing wrong. And from then on, still you are responsible for this person's mind to keep this person loyal to Chinese Communist Party, to avoid anything anti-Chinese Communist Party or any potential issue related to this person's mind would damage the reputation of Chinese Communist Party. And so that's why you need to monitor this person. So since this person, from the time the person gets the approval to apply visa, to uh, get the scholarship, and even before he leaves China, during this period, you have to monitor this person to watch him and also to emphasize all this kind of regulation to this person. And you have to give him the training, the education before he leave China and must include the political education, the nationalism education. And also during the period this person stay in uh, stay overseas, you have to maintain the regular contact with this person to enhance your instruction, manage him and uh, urge him to go back to China on time and also monitor his mind. Even when he go back, you have to do the examination to check, guarantee this person really maintain his loyal, his uh, loyalty to Chinese Communist Party. And that's why you can complete that's why you can complete this project for this person. If not, still there are punishment and other things waiting for you. So you see, they have made the very detailed controlled project for the China side to monitor any candidate. And this is just for China side, because once this person go to the other countries, for example, the United States immediately, the he will be transferred to China embassy and also the consulates, And also in all the universities, there are the Chinese student and uh, scholars associations. Looks like civil group, but you know, I have told you in the last episode, United Front work never have real civil groups. Chinese Communist Party doesn't allow any Chinese civil group even overseas. So these associations are all working for United Front work. And also some of them even clearly mentioned that they are under the direction and instruction of the Chinese consulate in the United States in their bylaws so basically this person is transferred from china to the united states but still tightly controlled by Chinese communist party because remember you receive its scholarship and this scholarship according to the latest uh, regulation in 2019 will be given you from the specific bank account which was created by the chinese uh, china scholarship council and that's why every month whether you can receive the living cost or whether you can continue your study it depends on this kind of examinations from the china government so that's why if you want uh promote this kind of uh democracy education uh anti, you want uh for example, call for the anti-CCP protest about the human rights, about the COVID origin, about uh, all these Chinese uh, epi- uh, espionage uh, activities in the United States, these people won't join you and they even won't talk to you because they know if they talk to you or they work with you, they are facing the high risk to lose everything they can have, and also China can withdraw their visa, can send them back to China, they can be punished, even disappeared, and their friends, their teachers, their family members in China will all get connected and get punishment. Right, Dr. Hu?
1: Yes, talking about the visa, I think that what you just mentioned is far less than enough. So the what the government can do to control the student or the visiting scholar much more than that. So, for example, if uh, for a while, after the, if they choose to stay in the U.S. and they want to continue their study, they have to apply for the permission of the leaver from the Chinese government through the embassy or the consulate. If Chinese government refused to give them permission to be the American government cannot give this student or the visiting scholar visa for green card. So that means if in future, this scholarship or this scientist choose to stay inside of the US or continue to live in the US, they have to get permission from the government. China's Chinese government, but not the US government. Ridiculous, right? But this is the reality. So when these people working inside of the US, they have to please the Chinese government. If they get an assignment, they have to fulfill that assignment. They have to finish that assignment. Or in future, they're going to have a trouble even if they want to stay in that, inside of the US. And another uh, example is uh, I know many visiting scholars uh, when Chinese government supports them, they have a lot of the other conditions, like, uh, yes, I agree to support you, but this money have to pay by yourself. And later, when you bring back something, I will do redemption. I will give you that money back. You understand? So in that case, if you bring back nothing, you didn't bring back, didn't copy some technology, or you didn't bring back a, a series of the a good theory, to establish a new biotech or something or worth something you will get nothing back you can uh, pay all this journey by yourself so this is another example the third thing is uh, why that many u.s university like this kind of the um thing so much because this kind of person visiting scholar or the uh, government support student because they have a lot of restriction uh So they have to be very careful so the their their mental, if they're also from Chinese, they can squeeze them a lot. So even you want to go to the restroom, you have to register. Oh, I I go to the restroom. I went to the restroom for five minutes. So take these five minutes out out of my working time. So this is like a slavery, but they like this. They like this because it can push you to the limit. So every people, is in, in such a condition, they're gonna think, how can I get off this? They ha- I have to make some extraordinary contribution. How? There's a one way is to copy this how the whole experiment aside back to China. So they can get an extraordinary contribution, they can get a visa, so they can find a way to stay in the US. They finally get rid of this kind of restriction. So this is uh, how the things work. I really believe this is a very bad design for the uh, scientific collaboration. I think the scientific collaboration need the, the basically uh, equal and the, I think the scientific collaboration needs freedom. That's uh, my point of view.
0: Exactly. So when you pointed that, yes, Uh, I also have the similar experience from my colleagues, my friends, because when we talk about, especially the visit scholars, you know, I have mentioned, these people are the ones already have their professional work in China. Usually it's like government institute and also the uh, big labs, uh, hospitals. So these people, why do they need to go overseas? Because even back to uh, around 2005, at, uh, to 2009 at that period CCP encouraged started to encourage this kind of uh, visit score for the professionals because once you go overseas especially the United States for half to basically it's uh, generally I think it's around one to two years study. Then you can bring the advanced research outcome and experience back to China. This is a requirement that China is using this way to organize the professionals go to the United States and require them to bring America and the other countries' uh, intellectual uh, properties back to China. So, yes, you can see this is a large stealing, a large scale of the stealing of your into, uh, IP, and also you can talk, uh, see this is a large scale of the academic espionage however it just happened because ccp encouraged it and it's almost uh, not a secret i mean everyone i can tell you around me at that time i worked, uh studied not worked uh in the two top medical universities uh in china during my study so the doc doctors around me, the researchers around me, they would talk like, oh yeah, I will get this uh, sclomer because first I managed to uh, build my uh, connections in this system and there are someone uh, like the university uh, supervisors will will help me to uh, apply this quota. And also, of course, I will go to uh, certain lab, uh, for example, maybe the University of Pennsylvania Uh, I have talked to the professor there because I will go there for free and so he won't pay me anything and I even can bring the small research grant from China there to support my own work. So he will get a a researcher for free for one to two years, and this researcher even can cover the all the costs in both life and also uh, the research work. So the American professor in University of Pennsylvania can save all the costs for a full-time one-year or two-year researchers. so he will get the outcomes basically for free. And of course, China go- government will be the co-owner of these academic outcomes, but that's fair. And then, publicly, this outcome will, based on the previous study in the University of Pennsylvania, will be bring, brought back to China. And China can continue study based on this. This saves China uh, quite a lot of money for the basic research and also the advantage is, additional advantage is the, for example, that professor in the University of Pennsylvania had spent one to two years with this scholar, and then this scholar will tell him, hey, go to China to join the conference. Our government welcome you. And also, how about we establish a joint lab in China, and then you can make your outcome grow faster and develop more things. And China will pay you even to create the company for you. And so a lot of potential benefits." Benefits be had as long as this professor's technology is useful for China. So this is little by little these faculty members in the United St- States even if they are not Chinese, they will be attracted by the China government and then they will go to China. they will say okay, so this looks, this looks legal right? It is kind of a overseas joint program, and I'm so happy someone appreciates my outcomes, and that means I'm useful. So China using this way to grab Americans academic, uh, popular, academic say, uh professionals like the Ruffberg in North Carolina University. Why? Why does Ruffberg? spent so much time in Wuhan Virology Institute working with bad women and other people, and also why China has sent uh, bad woman Shi Jianli and her students all to the North Carolina University Ralph Barracks lab to develop the coronavirus using the bad coronavirus from China. Because this kind of project provide a lot of benefits and also convenience for the academic exchange. And also, you see, when the COVID-19 pandemic happened, Ralph Baric, even he didn't know he has involved into the bioweapon project in China. But for sure, he feel guilty because he can recognize the technology from his lab has been applied in the corona- COVID-19 virus. That's why even China doesn't Pay him or force him to promote the nature origin, Ralph Baric also would have his own motives to cover it up because he feels he is somehow involved into this lab origin of COVID-19 virus, right? So is uh, Peter Dashak from Echo Health Alliance and also like Dr. Anthony Fauci and many of these professors, doctors, so China using this way to tie Chinese Communist Party tightly with these academic researchers and also this field and infiltrated. So it's quite difficult for them to separate from CCP. Unless a uh, American government, the federal government can launch certain bills, regulation, and also thorough investigation to stop this kind of infiltration and manipulation backed by Chinese Communist Party. And also what we want to talk about is since 2018, there is a um report Published by the US China Economic and Security Review Commission. And it has already clearly pointed out that the Chinese Student and Scholars Association, unlike Confucius Institution, they are part of DCP's United Front work. So, what happened after that? Because this report was not well-known by the public. So clearly, Chinese government will do something to suppress this kind of understanding. And that's why, for example, in 2019, June, one article published by the New York Times, he said, is this a kind of a Chinese student and scholar association really the Ch- CCP's public tools the worst Lemmy's uh, Trojan horse. And this was written by, by a Chinese journalist. In this article, she has mentioned that she studied, come from China, studied in three different universities since 2017. And she doesn't think the Chinese student and scholar associations are a big deal. And she thinks they, are, they haven't done much about the political propaganda or the political missions and you should not treat it so seriously and there is no much secret about between this association and China government and if you make this kind of uh, understanding true uh, widely then you may even uh, harm undermine the C- CCP and the America's relationship. So, In this article, basically, they're using this with France, a Chinese journalist and previous Chinese student in the United States to tell you, okay, uh, don't treat this association seriously, to downplay it. And uh, before the public in America, well-known CCP's uh, evilness, especially that was before the pandemic, this kind of propaganda, this kind of article, really work. And it actually is part of CCP's strategic, strategic deception. It is to interfere your cognition before you have this kind of ideas. And uh, Dr. Hu, have you heard this kind of activities that CCP organized students and scholars to make this kind of propaganda about CCP's goodness and the CCP's advantage in the United States?
1: Um, yes. So the, usually, they don't actually, they don't need to do this purposely. So uh, everybody under such restriction, I mean, the visa restriction, they need the weaver from the government and they need a continuous money support. They're going to do self-censorship and they will do the they would, they would tell the good story just by themselves, even you don't say it in public. So this is very ironic. So uh, basically, that if you didn't tell a good story uh, in future, when you're trying to apply for the green card or any other visa, trying to for, uh, apply for Viva from the Chinese government, they can re- say no to you. When you're trying to uh, pay the money back, going they, they can say I refuse to take it. So the there is a many ways they can ruin your career. This is the one of the reasons this kind of person they cannot, I mean, freely speak in even they are uh, outside of the US, uh, Chinese communist, Party, uh, even they are outside of PRC. So just imagine like the when the people surrounding you are uh, all this kind of the government supported student or scholarship. How would you expect to get information from them? They can you can only get four stories.
0: Yes, thank you, Dr. Hu. So yes, we have addressed uh, many uh, points about the Chinese national scholarship sponsored student and scholars in the United States, which actually is a huge potential population, a huge population of potential academic uh, agents. And especially when you mentioned the military background student and scholars, uh, I believe that China government has did something purposely to downplay their military background and also they are using the so-called friendship so called free uh, academic uh, exchange to manage to send them to the united states and this has already made a lot of damage to the united states not only about your intellectual properties but also damage your national security and so Before we finish this topic today, and we will continue it in the future, I also want to mention something, that the new China ambassador, Xie Feng arrived DC last week, and immediately he mentioned that the Chinese students and scholars in the United States need to tell the good stories of communist China. And this is a requirement. This requirement is on behalf of Xi Jinping through Xie Feng to the student a pop- population. And there will be more kind of activities organized by CCP to encourage and even force the population to tell the good story of China, which means to do the strategic uh, deception for CCP to do the cognitive interference for CCP's politic purposes. And since they didn't mention only the national scholarship population, that means they even want to enlarge it to the self-paid students from China. How could they control that population? Clearly, that population have their family members in China. So Chinese government is desperately to use Chinese people in the United States to kidnap them like the Hostages for CCP's personal, uh, CCP's political purposes to undermine the United States. What can we do? Definitely, we have to solve this from the root. Okay, thank you, Doctor Hu. Thank you for joining us. And uh, the voice of Doctor Yin can be heard on Saturday and Sunday at 4 p.m. Listen to iHeartRadio, our world-class media player, or our free apps on App, Angel or Alex. All episodes can be found on Podcast Networks Worldwide the day after airing on Talk Reading. Thank you.